When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Okay, Cordell. So, you know, Monkinet said some things that, you know, I, some of the things I don't think we really thought was out of, you know, anything out of character, right? When asked about um, Lamar, he kind of lobbed that to, to account on um, DaCosta and Harbaugh regarding this the contract situation and he admitted that you know obviously um when you have an interest in a team you do look at the roster and 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 that is something that you're concerned about however this organization to him he respects it so much and he finds it so structurally sound he believes that you know they're going to be good he also said that he felt like Lamar Jackson was elite and when asked about you know, if, if if getting Lamar up to speed in regards to like him not being there because of the contract situation, this is what he said. I'm sure he'll be behind, but um, it's still just football. I mean, I think sometimes we make this out to be way too much. I mean, it's just football. It's been playing. I don't know when he started, maybe at five years old with the Purple Pounders or something in Miami or something. We'll cater to what he knows and play. But I mean, it's like any player, you know, if any, any player is like that, you know, to where they'd be, the more time you spend with them, the more comfortable they get with any system. That's, there's a big part of that relationship from a quarterback, coordinator, play caller, position coach, where they're comfortable and there's a trust that is a big part of that. And that's built over time. So I agree with him, Cordell. Listen, I don't think football is hard as everybody wants the, it to be. It's not rocket science. Okay. It really is a simple sport that humans make hard (laughs) if you will it doesn't require you know uh, a whole lot of geometry a whole lot it it really requires talent and then it requires you to know how to play chess a little bit better than someone than your opponent right and so Lamar you know is an elite talent as he said and 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 he also said you know there's a lot of narratives that have been put out there about Lamar and that he believes is not true, you know, in terms of him being a passer and all of those other things. And so, you know, I don't think that Lamar will have an issue being caught up if he's still on the team um, come September, if there, if this whole situation with the franchise tag draws out. I completely agree with him. It, it's not hard. And if Lamar wanted to study the stuff, I'm sure he can go back and look at what Georgia was doing and figure out how they were running things and come up to speed with that. It probably won't take that long because he is a gifted athlete. He is a gifted talent and he is a very good quarterback. So I agreed with Munkin in that regard. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I don't really know how to take it to be honest um, because we don't, I don't, I don't really know what Munkin's style is going to be, you, you know, with this Ravens team. It, the I think the troubling thing will be that Munkin 
if Lamar is on this roster, he's going to probably build this roster around Lamar Jack. I mean, build this offensive scheme around Lamar. Um, so it'll be per, a lot of the reads and things like that will be pertinent to what to what will be triggered to what Lamar sees, to what Lamar likes to do. And I just think it'll be a little bit of a challenge just because he doesn't know what Lamar likes to do right now. He, he doesn't know where, I mean, sure, he knows Lamar likes to throw the ball to Mark Andrews, but he doesn't know what routes are Lamar's favorite, where, you know, where Lamar feels comfortable area-wise throwing the football. He could look at film and see where he's throwing the ball the most, but that's a different scheme in the past. I, I, I think it'll be something there if Lamar does miss time in training camp or misses the entirety of training camp and shows up a week or two before the season starts, there'll be a little bit of a drop off because they won't be able to really open the playbook up week one, at least the way that they would if Lamar had been there for the entire time. That said, I do agree with him in the sense of, like you said, him saying football isn't hard. I think the good thing about Munkin is that he's going to do, like I said earlier, he's going to do a good job of simplifying the game for them. So even if Lamar jumps on late, I think some of his reads will be pretty easy for him. I, I think that's going to be the challenge. Can he make the game easy for Lamar again? 2019, Lamar, every read was easy for him. It was effortless. He, I mean, he led the league in touchdowns. He was uber efficient, and nothing really looked like a super challenge for him in the past game during the regular season. But since then, it's been difficult. You know, he has troubles uh, sometimes identifying coverages now. So I, I do think it'll be a little bit of give and take there. But, uh, you know, like Monk has said, Lamar's been playing football for a very long time. Football is football. I do agree with that. Uh, but just in terms of what are his keys, what are his reads in certain situations, that'll be, I think, the one thing that he's is going to take some time for him to get up to speed with. Now, if they bring in a new wide receiver that'll impact it as well you know because he wouldn't be able to get in that that timing with 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 a with the receiver that he's never played with before we saw how much that has impacted he and Bateman who have been together for two years now and still haven't really been able to be on the 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 game field or the practice field long enough to really have that Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams type of chemistry. You know what I'm saying? So I think I think it'll be an adjustment, but I'm not going to sit here and say that I think it'll be so big of a, a, a problem that it could derail their season. I think it'll take some time for Lamar to get caught up to speed. And Tom can acknowledge that as well um, because it's new. But right. At the same time, I don't I don't think is is you know, like he's taking the SATs all over again. Exactly. I, I don't think. You know what I'm saying? It, we, we have to take it to that point. But, you know, it's a challenge that the Ravens don't want to have. Hopefully it doesn't come to that, uh, to where we're talking about Lamar missing the entirety of training camp. But you really never know right now. One of the other things that Munkin said that um, I found to be interesting was um, how he utilizes his players and, and um Cordell, you were one of the people that asked about, you know, the tight end situation, because as we know, Georgia has two really good tight ends. And you asked about Isaiah Likely potentials, uh, his his potential impact in this new offense. Um, And this is what he had to say about that. Players dictate style of play. 
They do. Players around the quarterback dictate a style of play. There's no way around it. When I was at Tampa, we had really good receivers. We had Deshaun, we had Mike Evans, we had Chris Godwin, we had Adam Humphreys, and we had O.J. Howard, and we had Cam Brait, and we had quarterbacks that loved to throw it sometimes to the other team, but they liked to throw it. But the reality is we were much better throwing it. So that's what you, right, that's where you play to, the strengths of who you have, right? We had to be good throwing it. So I felt like he said a, thing, a lot of things that, you know, really says a lot about how you utilize talent. Too many times, Cordell, we argued about Greg Roman not really utilizing the players that they had consistently enough. We would see a Devin DuVernay, he would have a good game, and then he would disappear off the face of the earth, and we couldn't understand why. And so it sounds to me like Monken doesn't buy that logic at all. He's going to put his best players on the field that, that will run his offense in the best way against the defense that they're playing against. So you do have to feel confident about that. Now, look, obviously we don't know what the wide receiver situation is going to be because there's free agency, there's potential cuts, potential trades. So if the Ravens find a way to upgrade their wide receiver position, then maybe Isaiah likely doesn't see as much time. However, if they don't, if they get a guy like, I don't know, like a DJ Chark, I'm using as an example, right? Um, somebody of a, of a lower to mid-tier value, you might see more Isaiah likely. And, and, that's, and that's the part that I think that I – really needed to hear use the guys that you have don't get cute and try to do this that and the third if this guy can help you advance whether it's getting the first down whether it's you know getting the because look I'll, I'll consider getting a, a pi or holding penalty an advantage as well getting the touchdowns then that's who you need to be having on the field and if it just so happens that isaiah likely is that guy alongside mark andrews and rashad bateman then so be it we need to see more of that. So that was refreshing for me because I really felt like with Greg Roman's offense, we did not get enough of seeing the, the guys, particularly when they were having good games, consistently be put in, in action further down the road. Yeah, and, he, and Tom Munkin also talked about just the type of matchup problems that Mark Andrews and Isaiah likely present, just those two in a tandem. And for the life of me, I just never understood how Greg Roman would not be able to take advantage of those two guys lining up next to each other, those two guys running routes in the middle of the field. Like, they are matchup nightmares, the two of them. You're going to get a one-on-one -on -one situation uh, somewhere, and I trust both of those guys, to be honest with you, in one-on-one -on -one situations. So um, I, I do expect Todd Munkin to get more out of these guys than what Greg Roman was getting. Um, I do expect him to kind of go with the hot hand. And he talked about getting his best players the ball, and Georgia had happened to be his tight ends. Baltimore is still kind of the same situation. You exactly. Know, Mark Andrews is still the best, the best player uh, on that offense in terms of receiver-wise. So um, I, I would still expect Mark Andrews to get a ton of targets. He raved about him and how good he was and even told a story about Mark Andrews when he saw him at 16 and he was a receiver at the time, but he understands how unique today's tight ends are. He understands uh, that a lot of these tight ends like Mark Andrews, he mentioned George Kittle as well, used to be wide receivers growing up. And, and I mean, I, I'm, I don't say that to, for it to be a slight at Greg Roman, because if there's anything Greg Roman could do, he could find, he could find tight ends uh, to help in the pass game. So I, I don't want to take that away from him, but I, I feel like at least with Monk and hopefully with Munkin, 
um, it won't be a situation to where it's tight in or die, right? To where we're locking in on Mark Andrews every single play and everybody else is going to have to get the scraps that are left over. Sure, this wide receiver unit is not very good, especially when you compare them to the rest of the teams around the NFL, but you could get a guy like Rashad Bateman involved. You could definitely get Devin DuVernay involved because he yep. allows you to use him in so many different ways. The running backs will be able to finally get the running backs involved in the passing game as well. So I, I do expect this Ravens offense to look really brand spanking new. Like I, I really want to see how much they do use of Greg Roman's run run game. Um, but I think with the mix of Todd Munkin's passing style and some of his concepts, it'll make it feel like a new offense. It's going is you're going to see Ravens uh, a Ravens offense that's doing things that we haven't seen them do in the past, moving faster to the line of scrimmage, whether that's breaking the huddle quicker or simply going no huddle in general. Um, I think you're going to see guys uh, all over the field. You, you know, it's not just going to be, okay, let's just flood the middle of the field and let Lamar pick who he wants to throw the ball to. Or let's just have, you know, uh, a crossing route for Mark Andrews and another crossing route, a deep crosser for the receiver on the opposite side and let Lamar pick where he wants to go. Like it was a lot of basic pass concepts uh, that you, that, that we've been seeing from this Ravens offense. So I, I, I out of those, besides those, I really want to see a bigger emphasis on the scramble drill as well. I've been begging for that uh, for the Ravens to make that more of an emphasis um, and we haven't seen that be the case over the last couple of years. As good as Lamar is at getting out the pocket and extending plays, the Ravens should have so many big plays to their name because Lamar is such a threat once he gets out of the pocket. As soon as he gets out the pocket, the entire defense is looking at him. They're, they're all expecting Lamar to run. Um, so it's going to take a, some of Lamar's mentality to change in terms of not only just uh, throwing the ball when he breaks out of the pocket, but also hitting some of his check down guys. These are things that he doesn't typically do on the regular. If Lamar's breaking the pocket, he's looking to take off. Um, but now I want to see if Munkin can kind of get Lamar to understand that your arm can be just as, you know, just as much of a threat as your legs. And if you allow it to be so, I think his with the more teams have to respect his arm, it'll allow his legs to be just that much better and vice versa, you know, but Munkin talk, he raved about Lamar and how he thinks he's underrated as a player and as a passer. And um, I, I think we all kind of believe that as well, but I, I think we all want to see certain things, certain questions answered with Lamar that we haven't been able to, we haven't gotten those questions answered with Roman. And I think we're hoping that Munkin can, can kind of open Lamar up enough to get some of these questions answered. Hey man, and again, if I if he can make water out of uh, uh, into wine like he did Stetson Bennett, I have no no yeah. issues with believing that he can make water into what? What y'all be drinking? That nineteen forty two tequila. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, it's it, it's a night. It's a night if I'm on tequila. I'm gonna just say that right just, now. You know, what so I'm saying? so I have I have no. I, there's no doubt in my mind he can do it. And you mentioned the um, the, you know, if he 
would keep some of the past, I mean, the, the run concepts. And I think that he would. He, he was very complimentary, I felt like, at times uh, uh, in terms of Greg Roman. He even said at one point, well, I don't know what y'all want me for, you know, because you do this so well. Yeah, but that's the problem. We do this so well and then everything else kind of right. needs some work. And, and and you know, and I know, and everybody that, that listens to this podcast knows that I have always had an issue with Greg Roman's play calling. That has been more so my issue than any concept he could come up with. So that is my concern. You want somebody that knows how to call the plays in terms of the situations that they're in. And if Munkin can do that, in addition to adding some good pass concepts, I think that this offense is going to be very, very scary if Lamar Jackson is the quarterback for the Ravens for 2023. So, yeah, I, I mean, I, you have to feel good about it. Um I mean, he said all the right things. He did. You know, I, I I thought he talked a good game. Me too. Uh, you, you know, if like I said, if the offense can turn out to be as good as his quotes were in this presser, then the Ravens have got something. But obviously, Lamar is going to be a big part of that. Absolutely. Um, is Lamar going to be there? And if it's not going to be Lamar, then who? You know, whoever it is, uh, Ken Munkin be able to still take this because he's got a job to do whether Lamar Jackson shows up or not, whether Lamar Absolutely. is on this team or not. He's got a job to do. I, I don't think that the Ravens are going to cut him any slack if the, if, if Lamar doesn't show up now, maybe this year, but in the long run, he, I, I don't, you know, he, I think he's here. He, he plans to be in Baltimore for a while. Um, they need to, whoever's going to be the quarterback. I, I, I think this Ravens offense has to be better than it's been. Absolutely. So lots to be excited for. I mean, there's still some question marks, big major question marks to, to worry about. But in terms of what we think that this offense can be uh, with the right players, that we believe that, you know, Monk has said all the right things. So I'm excited to see how this goes um, in the regular season. And hopefully he can get a couple more guys in free agency. He said some good things about Odell Beckham Jr., by the way. He did. Uh, as, as a quick footnote. I mean, I know that y'all like, oh, he's older, he's had knee injuries. I get it. Uh, but when you look at the free agency uh, wide receiving core, he clearly will be at the top of the list. And I'm talking about guys that's not being cut or traded, specifically mm -hmm. guys that are free agents. He'd be at the top of the list. That's all I'm saying. He would. I can't even. I can't even debate that he would. <laughs> Regardless of everything that he's going, that he got going on, he would still be the top guy in free agency for you to look at. So we'll see. I mean, you know, might be wishful thinking, but I'm just putting it out there in the universe in case something goes down.